This is the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk with martial arts practitioners about their histories and the influence their practice of martial arts has on their lives. You are listening to the free version of this podcast, which is abbreviated. Help support this program by considering to subscribe to us on Patreon and access the full-length version of the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcasts, all for the price of one coffee shop coffee per month. Go to www.patreon.com slash malmag. That's www.patreon.com slash M-A-L-M-A-G. In this episode, I talk with my Inosanto family senior and good friend Sifu Dwight Woods out of Miami. We talk about his history in the martial arts, the classic era of the 1980s and 90s at the Inosanto Academy, and traveling and training, plus much more. Sit back and enjoy this conversation with Dwight Woods. Welcome to the Martial Art Lifestyle Podcast, and today I've got a very interesting guest by the name of Dwight Woods. He runs his own uh, shows, actually, on on YouTube. Well, you've got one on YouTube. You've got one on Facebook. It kind of simulcasts on both. Uh, yeah. As martial arts practitioner and teacher out of Miami, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure many of you know him already. I actually first met Dwight briefly about, mm, gosh, how long ago has that been? That's been like 20 some odd years when I was at the University of Miami. So that was uh, 1999, I believe. 1998 yeah. or 99, you had done a seminar at the school and I was teaching Muay Thai there and I'd done some Kali and I remember because it was great to not have a Kali student who didn't know what they were doing to do a little Sinawali with so it felt good I was like very delighted to sit there and do some double stick with you because I'm like okay this guy is a teacher he knows what he's doing so it was it was very comfortable (laughs) to do that so welcome to the show sir thank you man how you doing I'm fantastic. Uh, just enjoying. I mean, today that the day I'm interviewing you is the day that the, the actual podcast series is launching. So, um, right. my first several uh, these were something we were planning to do before the pandemic, and uh, so the first, I think, four that you'll hear are pre-pandemic era. So they're like recorded 2019. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so the one with uh, Kent Nelson that's launching today, we we did, I think, at an instructor camp in 2019. Oh, my God. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, oh, upstairs geez. at the academy. It was it was really funny because we got we sort of got bombed in the in the uh, podcast by Tanya Paulson and Cookie. They both kind of walked through and they're like, oh, hey, hey, what are you doing? And we're like, oh, we're, we're recording. They're like, oh, my God. We're... <laughs> and I kept it in because it's kind of funny. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. So, I, so I, no, I didn't know that. Okay. So tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. I mean, this is going to probably be, I'm thinking maybe a bit of a mixed crowd. I mean, all the, the Jacob E. Colley people probably know who you are and that those who are coming in from other martial arts may not. Um, <clears throat> tell us a little bit about what you, you do martial arts wise now, and then we'll go backwards a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, so uh, seven years ago, I kind of dropped out of the running of a big school operation and um, downsized to our small group, um, our our original small group setting, right? Because we started in a warehouse that was eerily similar to Sifu Dan's um, 
first Marina del Rey location. Oh, right? the Glencoe one, yeah, okay. The, the, the Glencoe Avenue location, right? So my, my dear departed friend, Neil Collins, the first time he walked into the warehouse, he started laughing. He, I go, what? He goes, Dwight, it's obvious you choose this warehouse because it looks just like the Inasano Academy. And he was right. And here's the funny thing, Tim. Me, years later, about, uh, I want to say two, maybe three years ago, I put up some photographs of Sifu Inasano's first Miami seminar, which was October of 1989. And um, Guy Chase, commented he goes oh the old marina academy looking at the wow. picture yeah right wow. so i mean so that that confirms yeah yeah that's the guy who's been in the spot. spot on it it really did look like the same place and that and it's to be honest that is why well that's one of the reasons why i chose it because it really <laughs> reminded me of the inasano academy and i gotta tell you you know like i'm real happy to be doing this with you because um, I have the chance to tell you that I re I'm really jealous of you because you That's get it. to hang the man every week. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 36 years ago, when I decided to move to the States, my original intention was to move to L.A. Oh, really? But, yeah, yeah. But because of seniority in the job, I would not have gotten a shift that would have allowed me to enroll at the Inasano Academy. So it'd have been for not to go. Yeah. You'd have been here, but not for your purpose. Yeah. yeah. So I did the next best thing, which was to just move to Miami because we had, we had, um, I think we had two or three daily non-stops to LA, but then, you know, but I could also connect through Atlanta or, or what have you. So mm -hmm. I did the next. Thing. And I, I was really comfortable, really familiar with Miami because I had started, I had started visiting Miami um, every month uh, in 1980. And then in 83, after 83, when I moved to, when, when I started with Sifudan, then I started going out to LA like every other month or so. On, on my days off, I'd fly out to LA. So did you see on Facebook the other day when um, Burt Richardson posted a picture of himself and Sifu Dan at the IMB? Oh, is it where uh, uh, he was shelving Burt's kick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, it's very possible that I was there, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, because, because in the old days, Sifu Dan and Simo Paula would pick me up and at the hotel, and then we would drive over to the IMB. So that's where we would meet people like Burt Richardson and, and we'd do class. And then we would leave there and go to uh, Harbor College where he was teaching. Right, yeah. Right, and then we'd go to lunch and then sometimes they would drop me off at the Marina School and then they would go run errands and what have you. So I'd be at the marina school for a couple hours by myself. So if the phone rang, I would answer it and what have you, right? And then wow. at 5 p.m., come back. Yeah, they'd come back and class would start and we'd spend the rest of the evening there. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. So Guru brought See, up. So, so that's why that's why I say I'm really jealous of you because you get to continue that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, but you are part of some potential old stories that I hear. Uh, so the one I was going to ask you about, because you said Harvard College, and it yeah. just brought up something he talked about last week, where he talked about getting his two groups together to do uh, knife sparring. And he goes, he liked it because they didn't know each other. Did you ever, when you were here, did that ever happen? Were you participating in that? where the two, the Harbor College and the, um, the uh, Marina Del Rey group got together in Knife Spark? Oh, okay. So wait, maybe I'm messing things up. So you're talking about the Harbor College school location, but I'm talking about the college, the university. Oh, when they taught like a, a class at the university. They said, yeah, they, they taught a self-defense oh. thing at the university. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Right. Now, the other thing, I, I know stories because it was in 1982, I think, that he had the, the, the famous competition between his two school locations. Uh -huh. I, that's what you're talking about. And yeah, it was a year. That was a year before my time. Oh, OK. Cause, yeah, because I came along in 83. And I think by 83, he only had. Let me think. Yeah, by 83, he, he, it was only the, the Kali, the, the Torrance, um, the Kali Academy was the okay. only thing in Austin. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm, com I'm completely confused now. <laughs> <laughs> it's early in the morning. <laughs> yes. Well, as we yeah, should. A, a lot of years ago. That famous um, inter-school competition. Um, now, here's how I remember it. One group, they sparred a lot. The other group drilled a lot, and then he had this competition. And I have asked him what was the result of the experiment. And he pretty much says that there was no difference. Both, both groups were able to spar, even though one group had concentrated on sparring itself, whereas right. the other one had drilled um, you know, more, more intently. That's, that's, how, that's how I remember it. Yeah, but, but um, you know, I mean, I'm older now, so who knows if my memory is any good. Well, it's, it's a nice connection because I've heard him say that in the context of just saying I had a group that I drilled and a group that I sparred more and they were both able to spar. But I didn't yeah. realize that was the, the context. And because yeah. uh, he in was fact, I think the the photographs in the art and philosophy book. Mm hmm. I think those photographs are from that competition. Oh, okay. From, wow. Yeah. I, wow. I, or so from that, that event. I shouldn't call it a competition. I think, I think so. I could be wrong, but I think the those no, wait, not not art and philosophy. I'm sorry. Um absorb what is useful. Ah, okay. I've got that. Yeah. I it, I think it's hang on. Let me see if I got it here. Um because usually what i do and of course i don't have it here yeah but it's um if you've ever seen the photograph there so so sifu dan's like like off to the side and then there's uh jeff amada is like refereeing and you've got mm -hmm. two guys sparring yeah i it, think yeah that you mentioned that i'm like well i know one of those 
no, well, no, both two of those players. I'm going to ask Jeff next time he comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to get the usual Jeff response where he'll sit and he'll turn his chin up and his eyes will roll as he accesses way back when, because he's always happy to ask, answer these questions I ask him about like, way back when. Yeah. That's another guy that, um, he, 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 he features in my whole wanting to come out to LA. Like Jeff is somebody that I've admired. You know, the second I, I, I learned about him and, and I learned who he was and what have you. So it's kind of because of him that um, I've never turned down any opportunity to be in front of a movie camera. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know, because I, I have I have my own I have my own little um, Hollywood stuntman fantasy going on. Wait, didn't you just do something recently? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about yeah. that. Is that can you talk about? It? Are you? Uh, is it still under? Range? I think we can talk about it now because it's in post production. Okay. Right. I think we can talk about it. So it's um it's something with uh it's a movie called The Island with um. Michael Jai White, and oh. I got the gig. Yeah, I got the gig through um, through Ron Balicki. I mean, yeah. literally out of the blue, Ron called me or sent or sent me a message, and he said, "Hey, I need somebody of your ethnicity with your skill set." And I what? was like, "Okay." And he was like, "Yeah, it's for a movie down in Nevis." I was like, "I'm there." Yeah, wow, <laughs> I'm there because all over. Yeah, if it involves, if it involves getting on an airplane, if it involves staying in a hotel, right, and the added bonus is you get to do martial arts stuff, you got me. Wow. You got me. Because growing up, growing up at, at working for Eastern Airlines, flying and hotel staying was like an integral part of my existence. Wow. You know, so yeah, so if I can if I can do martial art stuff, if I can do stunt work and I get to travel, yeah, yeah, because that like I told you before, that you know, one of the ideas of moving to LA was to train at the Inasano Academy and possibly do that type of stuff as well. Right. But um, you know, things worked out the way they worked out, and uh I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with the way things worked out. Um, well, I can say personal, from, one I mean, of my personal philosophies though, is not to be satisfied. I might be happy, but well, I'm not satisfied. Right. Well, because that ends up making you become a couch potato, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that, that we yeah. don't. But yeah, I can, you know, I can say from the last time you came out here um, to the academy and you had a um, handful of students with you. And I think that's your group that you train now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah really good people really nice people um they're they're certainly very dedicated to you as a teacher and uh you know if if that's what you got going on that's not a bad thing nope it i i think that i've been i've been pretty lucky over the past 20 plus years that um to to have attracted for the most part right for the most part people who even if even if they don't end up staying with me forever, because no, that most people are not like you or Jeff Imada, mm-hmm. right? Who's been literally with Inosano for forty years, 
uh, or more, actually for closer to 50 years, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly, think, right? Like I mean, and, and, and now some people might not be aware of that, but you know how it's very common nowadays to misuse the word literally? <laughs> yes, you mean it metaphorically. Right? <laughs> but Jeff Amada literally has been yeah. around Absolutely. for 50 years. Right, right. Yeah, you know, That's so I mean, I, I'll... Yeah, I'll never have that degree of loyalty or whatever. But most of the people who do stick with me for a long period of time, it's because they are dedicated to the Jeet Kune Do ideal. Right. You know, and and that that's that's one of, for me, that's one of the greatest things in the world. You know, coming across that's somebody who who is who who wants to join you on that journey. And that's, you know, that self, um, self-exploration, self-discovery journey. Cause to me, that's, that's what, that's what living is, is about. Yeah. 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 I mean, after a while, you're just like, look, you know, people say, oh, you know, thanks for teaching me. And you're like, look, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm teaching you, we're training. So we're both teaching, we're both learning. I'm, I might be setting the pace or the, the curriculum of the class, but, you know, mm -hmm. we're training. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, Cass and I were just we're just talking about that, you know, the whole um, the, the, the whole learning as you teach and teaching as you learn mm -hmm. for now. You know, I used to I, I remember asking Sifu Dan about that as well one time, um, you know, and he said, like, let's say let's say he went out to Stockton to do um to do stuff with uh maybe maybe her own or, or somebody right mm -hmm. he said then he would come back he would come back to to torrance or carson or wherever and teach it out as he was learning it mm -hmm. right and in fact in 83 when i went out to um to um orange county when, it, when I went out to Irvine, Jesus, I couldn't remember for a second. <laughs> when I went out to Irvine, um, they made kind of a big deal about me because I flew in from Barbados. Mm -hmm. And I swear to you, I've said that I've told this story before, but some people actually asked me what part of Jamaica was Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely believe that. Right. OK, so, you know, I kind of had to explain. And so they were like, wow. So Sifu Dan told me, he goes, look, you're the first person from that part of the world who has come out to see us. So if you want to get good, try to share it when you get back home, try to share it and explain it to other people. Mm -hmm. And I had a, I had, I, well, yeah, I, I had a little training group. We were, because, I mean, we weren't officially Jeet Kune Do anything, but right. I was like, I was like the, the, the local Jeet Kune Do authority. Not that I knew a whole lot, but you knew but more I than they read more. <laughs> I had read more about Bruce Lee than anybody else on the yeah. island. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. So that made me 
that made me the lo- the, the the national authority. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> when I think about that, that's that's pretty ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's. I, I don't want to call it cute because I don't mean it in that demeaning way, but it, it kind of is. It's like it's very endearing, you know. It's like this this kind of little group of of people in this place that don't know a lot, but you mm-hmm. know. So you're the expert of the group, and you know, and it's all in good. Uh, I was saying, good faith. Yeah, but you, yeah, and, and you know what? You know what? Like that's why when I see people online in second world or third world um, countries, like mm-hmm. my heart goes out to them because oh, I know what it is. I know what they're doing because I went through that myself. Right. You know what I mean. And I'm pretty sure. And this concludes the abbreviated version of the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast. Please remember to hit the like button and subscribe here to the YouTube channel. Please consider supporting the program by going to patreon.com slash malmag and subscribing for access to the full-length podcasts. Again, that is www.patreon slash M-A-L-M-A-G. Thank you for listening to this episode with The White Woods. Coming up next week, we have actor and voiceover artist, as well as martial artist, Ryan Burke. Check out the Malmag store at www.martialartslifestylemagazine.com and click on the store tab. There you'll find a full selection of Timmy B's brand sticks for FMA, some Timmy B's brand shirts, and some very sharp-looking Dos Manos shirts. This show is produced by Martial Arts Lifestyle Magazine. Visit us at martialartslifestylemagazine.com. Music by Jack Al Relic. Martial Arts Lifestyle Magazine and the Martial Arts Lifestyle Podcast are trademarked and copyrighted by TNT LLC. Ah!